shit 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 show it's a fucking shit show shit show welcome back to shit show saturday sits all saturday folks how are we doing today's episode is a recording from a recent shit show support group this is my online community for adult children of dysfunctional families where we put the fun in dysfunctional. Now, if you were looking for a place to feel seen, heard, and understood like never before, then look no further than the shit show. If you are looking for a place where you can get real-time support and feedback from those who know exactly how you feel, then look no further than the shit show. If you are looking for a place where you can show up as your shit show self and be unconditionally loved, supported and accepted, then look no further than a shit show. If you are looking for a place where you can find others who are committed to doing this difficult and at times extremely painful work of unshackling ourselves from the wounds of our past and becoming our true and best selves, then look no further than the shit show. If you are looking for a place where people embrace calling themselves recovering shit shows and enjoy cursing and can find the humor in this big old mess that we're dealing with here, then look no further than the shit show. See the link in the show notes to damn the join shit show. Come on, we're waiting for you. We are waiting for you. Damn the join shit show. Also, please give me a little follow on the Insta, on the TikTok, at Adult Child Pod. And last but not least, and as always, give me a damn five-star rating on Apple, on Spotify. Thank you. Love you all. They say that I should damn the joint shit show. They say that that's where people go to heal. They say that I'll feel seen and heard Like I have never felt before So I'm going to damn the joint right now This is from the um, Strengthening My Recovery, which for anybody, if you ask where, I mean, I get the reading from different places each time, but this one you can get if you search like ACA Daily Meditation, they have it for free on their website every day. Um, okay, to make progress, we must want the AC, ACA way of life and all that it has to offer. Uh, many of us faithfully go uh, to our weekly meeting and feel we are working our program. We recognize that ACA has helped us make positive changes in our lives, but our enthusiasm isn't the same as it once was, and there doesn't seem to be much change happening anymore. Yes, there are certain, certainly other things we'd like to fix in our lives, but it's just not happening. While we appreciate the honesty that happens in our meetings, we're starting to think the program is no longer working for us, that it might be time to move on to something else. Um, if we find ourselves thinking these thoughts, it may be time for an inventory. Do we have an active relationship with a higher power? Uh, do we have a sponsor, fellow traveler we can talk to regularly for support and guidance? Do we go to other meetings? Maybe even phone or internet meetings to get a fresh perspective. Have we done service work to step out of our comfort zone? If we answer no to these questions, maybe it's not the program that's not working. Maybe we're not seeing the full potential of the program. Um, on this day, I will reevaluate my commitment to how I work the program because I know it works for me when I work it and I'm worth it. 
I was thinking about how, and this is like to be like super honest per usual, that, you know, I haven't really worked like a strong, like 12 step program since I've like launched this community. You know, AA was so important to me for, um, for so long and, you know, meeting a day for the first, you know, five years. And, you know, honestly, what I'll say, and this is before I had a lot of my adult child, uh, like ahas, but I would say like the happiest time in my whole life was like maybe like years mm, one to four years sober where like I I was so plugged in and I had so many friends and honestly a lot of this stuff hadn't really like come up yet like the adult child stuff I think really rears its ugly head as like we get closer into like you know, later twenties, like early thirties, but just those, those beginning years of my sobriety and just <sighs> meetings every day and working with other people and how that like slowly transitioned as like, you know, I, um, got sicker on my adult child disease and, um, kind of hit bottom there. And then really, um, you know, worked worked ACA hard, I would say for, the first like couple years, but then really have just been focused like more on the trauma piece. Um, and then once I started the community, I mean, it's like, it's, I, you hear it all the time. It's like, I have these groups, I have my therapy, I have, it's just hard. It's like, I don't like want to like go onto a meeting. Sometimes it just feels like it's like the last thing I want to do, but, um, I need more right now. I need more right now. And I don't know where to, um, where to get it. I need more support and program in my life. And I'm just not sure exactly like what, what that looks like and, um, just feeling kind of stuck, um, not knowing like what, like therapy modality I want to move down or like I just feel like I've been kind of in this place of like all these awarenesses and all these things are coming up and I'm talking about it with my therapist, but like, I, I just feel like, I feel like there's so many different like modalities or pieces or parts of me that like I need to address. And it all just seems overwhelming in which direction to go. Um, and so I was just thinking about how, like, there's some years I shared this at the end of, um, when I did my like year end um episode about how there's some years where it feels like we just like aren't growing or we aren't making progress because like there there's these years of like realizations and like ahas and then it's during those years that we don't really feel like we're making like any growth or any progress but how crucial those years are and that's just like kind of where I feel like I've been in like just all these awarenesses and grief and just like I keep like I feel like I just keep getting fucking nailed like over and over and over again and it's really hard to know like which way to go or like where to take it from here. And at times it feels like really overwhelming and it does right now for me. Um, so yeah, that just kind of all came to me like as I was reading this really. So like not sure like, you know, where to take it or where to go from there. But um, that is my truth.
So who would like to share? I can really relate to that, Andrea, that my want to figure it all part, you know, I want to figure it all out. That part is really strong. Um, and what I've learned is slowing down and feeling what's there. Um, that's where I find the answers. Um, I've had a hard time. I've, I'm not, I've never been in a AA or anything, but, um, other, you know, like Al-Anon and other 12-step programs. And I just, even churches, I just don't like rules <laughs> and, um, you know, like dogmatic kind of things. I just really resist that. Um, but I love, you know, I, I love the program and the people in it and it, you know, it's beautiful. But um, I also wanted to share this really interesting experience I had today. I um, was listening to an IFS podcast, Tammy Sullenberger, and she was interviewing this woman named um, Lucille Aaron Wade. And she was talking about a solo IFS kind of procedure that she's come up with. And she has a Jungian uh, perspective. So she talked about creating, creating a container by setting a time and place and having, you know, like objects to make it more like ritualistic and have a prayer or a poem or just, you know, like really make it a whole experience. And so I I I've been thinking about that and I got everything and I had an appointment for this morning and I and I part of it was um I used to do African drumming and dancing and I loved it so I decided that was going to be part of my little <laughs> experience it was so powerful I I just I felt like there was lots of tears <laughs> and I felt like I really tapped into like a essential part of me that I've been ignoring for a long time and I and I realized I really want to drum again so I got in touch with a uh, a friend in the area who who does drumming anyway um it was very powerful so um and I've always been kind of a I've only done um rituals you know like I just made them up a couple times and it's they work <laughs> <laughs> there's something about that um like that intention like physically doing something to create an experience so um anyway it's it's all very bizarre <laughs> um interesting stuff so thank you for listening thanks Shelly what I wanted to talk about is that my uh worst fear kind of came true this week which is that um, my story is that <clears throat> a few years ago, I had kind of a nervous breakdown and left town, uh, leaving my teenage son in the care of my mentally or emotionally immature at best ex-husband, who just has more resources than I do. So he's able to provide in a way that I wasn't. Since then, I've like built myself up. I have a really good job, a good income. The entire time I've been, I made sure that the new place I rented has a bedroom for my son to come anytime he wants. And I decorated it and made it the nicest room in the house. And I was so afraid to like tell him, okay, come on up. Because I was afraid he would say no. And uh, 
his dad has been um, going through stuff and acting extra erratic uh, and like, I'm just getting increasingly worried about what the dynamic is in that house. It seems really bad. I was in a codependent relationship with that guy and I know that he has the power to do it again to somebody else. And I want to get my son out of there so badly. My heart's pounding. Um, but when I told him like, hey, it seems like your dad's under a lot of pressure. Do you want me to come get you? He said, no. And there's some things I need to talk to you about that I don't know how to say. So now I'm like, I'm scared of what he's going to say. But at the same time, I'm handling this really, really well. Like I was really doing emotionally badly for a few years. And this would have caused me to spiral into shame and into trying to fix the situation and make other people love me. And I've gotten to the point of emotional sobriety and recognizing my own reactivity to where I don't, I'm not having that reaction. It's not easy, um, but, and it's hard to think about anything else, but I'm not spiraling. So it just, it just feels like um, I've been able to step back and get the much bigger picture and see that in the same way that like my bad life choices were kind of inevitable from my upbringing for a while, the way he's thinking right now is also inevitable and it's not the end of the story. And it doesn't mean that my love is worth nothing. This is just one chapter that we're going through. So um, I'm looking forward to getting more of a daily practice and learning more tools so that I can have a healthy relationship with him because I've been really afraid of not being able to come to the table and have a healthy relationship with him. And I'm on my way there. So even though this was bad news for me, I think it's okay and everything's going to be okay. Hey, Andrea, when you started, um, I'm feeling very neurospicy. I'm just giving y'all a heads up on that right now. Okay. Um, when you first were talking about it, my brain immediately went to all of the fucked up things that people say when I'm in it that are meant to be helpful, but drive me nuts. Um, and actually a lot of those types of things I have come to find were the hallmarks of what I've come to find is actual spiritual abuse, like toxic positivity type bullshit, um, non-trauma informed, uh, let it go so you can grow and, you know, turn it over to, I'm like, oh, I would love it if someone could take this because it is latched onto me like an alien and it's literally implanting its eggs in me and it's going to take over my entire body. So, um, and, and then of course my brain goes to the movie. It's I'm dating myself, but as good as it gets where Jack Nicholson at the end is having a moment where he's developing a relationship with somebody and he's telling someone who's becoming a friend, I'm drowning here and you're describing the water. And, um, and I never want people I feel a connection with to feel that way when they share their difficulty with me. And um, so Andrea, I just, I just really want you to know that. And, and the only thing I can think of to say is when I've been in, in these spaces of stagnance, these spaces of um, hibernation, of um, growing pains, 
it's always good for me to check what am I comparing myself to? Like, where, where do I think I need to be? Like, what, what, what are these benchmarks that I'm supposed to magically meet because who said so? Who said that? Like, who said what healing is supposed to look like for you right now? And when we come down to the, well, if you're a good fill in the blank, then you would be looking like fill in the blank and you should fill in the blank. Hey, that's, that, that's like toxic parent bullshit in disguise. This process is really fucking messy and it can be slow or it can be really freaking miraculous. I am excusing myself from walks to go hug trees now, people. Inner child in the house. Um, and yeah, that, that, that's what I got for today. But I, I just really want you to know you're, you're not alone in those stagnant spaces and thinking I've got an itch here that's not getting, there's something not working, there's something not clicking. And that's also our addicted brain too. We're impatient. We we want we want it to be better now. What do I gotta do? What do I gotta buy? What do I gotta do? What do I gotta do? And it, sometimes it's yeah, you, you can't force the butterfly out of the cocoon. You you can't make the seed germinate when it's not quite there yet, but the potentiality is there. And and I think you're fucking awesome. So keep going, girl. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. So I really like the reading tonight. Um, I was at the gym today and just kind of had the realization that, I mean, it was something I knew intellectually, but just really felt it on a deeper level that this shit's not going anywhere. Like this is going to be around for the rest of my fucking life. Um, and I joined this group and discovered ACA back in September of this last year. And I mean, I was at my bottom. It was, it was a really the darkest time of my life and, um, very non-functioning and, um, I guess dysfunctional would probably be a better term. Um, but, but, you know, I've started, I've had a lot of successes along the way, um, these past few months and, um, just processed a lot, had a lot of memories come up. Um, and I like, I have these really good days where I enjoy my company. I enjoy who I am. Um, I like who I am. I, I get shit done. I'm productive. And then I have these days where I just completely fucking fall apart and I'm so unproductive and I beat myself up about it. And, um, So yeah, I've been having a couple of those days lately and um, just really been struggling with my three and a half year old and um, 
just dealing with a lot of the pain um, uh, regarding my behavior towards her, my parenting towards her, my lack of parenting towards her, um, the lack of connection, um, how she feels very insecure with our attachment right now. And it's, um, it's probably the most painful shit that I've ever felt. Um, and to see her struggling and to not always be able to help her and to go at it from a, a child, like me being a child trying to parent her, it's just a fucking mess a lot of the time. Um, and things are getting better with her and me. Um, but like, we still have just this long fucking road to go. And so I had that realization today of just like, man, this, this is going to be some fucking work. And I've been putting in the work, you know, I got sober seven years ago and I was really putting in the work. And, um, ever since I got sober, it was just this quest for self-improvement and self-discovery and learning about myself. And it's like, it just keeps hitting this deeper and deeper level. And, you know, I, I know that I'm just like building more capacity and in, I'm able to deal with more, more of this shit now. But like the other realization that I had today that I really fucking understood for the first time was that I didn't ask for this. I did not want to be like this. And I remember feeling like that as a kid so much, like just and more as a teenager too, being with all these fucked up people doing drugs, drinking, and just like not wanting to be there, like not wanting to be in that life. But I had no other option. Like I, I couldn't find a way out. And I remember just like looking at the people around me and being like, I fucking hate this. Um, And so that's kind of how I've been feeling lately. Like and not in like a victim sense, it's more of just really feeling that pain and sitting with it. Um, and I'm really proud of myself. Today I was kind of, I, I that critical parent came in and I was like, you know what? Like, no, I'm not gonna let you talk talk to you like that or talk to me like that. You know, it's kind of crazy when you got all the voices in your head, um, all the different parts of you, but I'm not going to beat myself up about this shit. I work on this shit every fucking day, every fucking day, every, every hour of the day. I'm thinking about this. This is like the, the main lens that I see this world through is trying to fucking heal and get through this shit. And, um, yeah, so I really appreciate the reading today and, um, yeah, I'm going to be seeing all of you for a very, very long time. And I'm uh, very happy to be here with all of you. Hey, y'all. Um, I, I like that it's like story time hour for all of us. And I just thought of a story of my very first ACA meeting, which I forgot about because it was like three plus years ago. And I remember I was at the pastor's house of this church I was working at because I had to do like 88 hours of community service because I had whatever gone delinquent on my probation and um, had a warrant out for my arrest but I was doing it so I did the community service and I had a friend who lived in San Francisco and he told me about it and he's like I think you'd really connect whatever I'm like oh no 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 I, I can't I can't do I can't do that I was like just come try it out so I listened to it and I remember sitting on the steps of the house 
doing the silent sob where you're like hung over like you can't even breathe and i was like fuck this and i turned it off and never went back until i did it um i just realized that i forgot that story because at that time i was nowhere near ready to do that i like needed to focus on just don't drink today and like then i worked on my slaw program of like don't get a new boyfriend don't fuck someone when you have feelings of like any sort and uh like it built and i feel like they've all been building blocks and that's really cool to see now because i wasn't ready i i had i had no way of dealing with my family in that way of those feelings and those thoughts and like even after like 10 years i still have a really hard time calling my stuff uh trauma and i i mean that wholeheartedly like, like even now saying it i don't feel like it's bad enough and lo and behold that's one of the like telltale signs of it but i still can't and i'm working really hard right now doing like emdr and doing my talk therapy and doing all this stuff to try and do that but i still and I know from recovery, I know like acceptance is the answer, but it feels like accepting that I can't, I shouldn't, like it's not, it's not bad enough. And I'm working on that. So that's why I say it, because I really can't say that I accept that. I, I know it's true, but I feel like Mikey doesn't deserve that. Like it wasn't bad enough. I don't know. Anyone else feels that would love to talk about that more because I I'm I'm feeling stuck by it because clearly it's complex PTSD very clearly and evidently and I can't deal. Um, but I did survive. I went back to my family's house this weekend in Sonora. I like flew into Sacramento and I did it. And I remember last time I was on the trip, I was able to make the meeting like out on the patio and like dialed in. It was like guys, I'm doing so great. And then like this time I was like, not so great. Um, it was like fine, but uh, I'm, I'm realizing now that it's okay, that it's not a failure, that it was harder. Like it, I, I felt more emotions about it, but my, my sponsor had a good way of putting it. Like I walked out on the edge of the diving board and I always dive in and I save her because my mom is drowning and it's my mom and I have to do that. But I walked up to the edge of it. I saw it and realized that I couldn't deal with that. I couldn't do that for her. I can't save her, but I can save myself. And that's very sad, but I'm going to fucking save myself. I'm going to, I know I'm doing it. I did a hard fucking U-turn on the direction of my life. And I'm so glad I'm going this way. And like all of us are together. I'm glad that I'm like in a group of people going the same direction as me. That's not that old shitty codependent way. Like fuck that. We know where that goes. And we don't have to. And I, I'm just really grateful for that. So thank you all for listening. Um, I've got some mixed feelings on this one, actually. The uh, reading, I I understand the simplicity of it. Just to it's kind of talking about just like there's more work than just going to meetings. Um, but at the same time, I'm uh. Like, I can tell you as a fucking ACA, I don't need anybody telling me that uh, I need to wonder or not if I'm working hard enough. I do that every fucking hour of the day. I question that I'm not good enough, that I'm not doing enough. So uh, it kind of brings up 
which some stuff that was already mentioned, like previous experience with other 12 step programs where it's like when I would like ask for help, like and start talking about how I feel a lot of the people in my life would be so uncomfortable by that. The, the, it was just like the default answers like, oh, well, have you been praying? Uh, have you been reading your big book? Oh, did you do your 10th step checklist? Did you, oh, are there any amends that you need to make? It's like, would you fucking listen to me? Like, and listen to what I'm saying? Like, can I just, can you like acknowledge like what I'm saying? So just wanted to vent a little bit about that for a second. Um, but I'm also like, as I've shared, there's so much shit going on in my life right now. And I'm being attacked from every angle of my life. And if I look at myself, I'm I'm still fucking standing. I'm right here. I'm sh doing meetings. I've got fucking, I've got a picture of my self as a kid as my screensaver on the phone to remind myself to check up in on my inner child. I've got feelings, screenshots on my phone to go through and like learn vocabulary of feelings. I'm calling people. It's like, yes, yes, I am doing enough. Like it's, it's, um, I'm just, uh, amazed at the progress that I've made in this program with how I feel about myself. Um, and like to compare it with where I was just a couple years ago. And like, I mean, being an addict and an unrecognized ACA back then, I mean, Good God. I mean, I've had no self-worth. Everything was my fault. Never, never going to be enough. Never going to be able to do enough. Um, and to be able to sit here today and like watch other people living that same way, not as the addict, but just living and reacting and like have no emotional control and then have those people attack me and let it bother me for just a couple minutes but then like go okay this is exactly what everything was being taught to you for like these people uh like i'm not just pop this disease like i'm powerless over this but so are they and they don't even know that they're powerless over it so me understanding that I can actually go, okay, they have no idea even what they're even doing. Like they're just trapped in this disease. And when I can s slow down enough and remember that, yes, I've worked my ass off and uh, worked every single fucking day on something that has to do with this, then, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't even know. I just... <laughs> It's wild. It's wild. But uh yeah, I guess that's uh my mixed my mixed message that I got from that is like, yeah, I get it, but shut the fuck up too. So thanks for listening. I'm realizing, you know, in my interactions with my friends how their behaviors and their, you know, kind of like 
defeatist mentality like kind of bothers me now even though that used to be how why we like connected right like we used to have our friendship where we would commiserate and we would you know all talk about how shitty our lives are and how this and that and that person did this and yada 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 and I'm realizing like wow like this isn't (laughs) this isn't what's real and these aren't the conversations that I want to be having and I don't you know feel that way anymore I don't feel like life is happening around me and I'm helpless to it I'm finally feeling like I have a life that I'm living that I'm making my choices that I've decided to control and really figure out what I want from my life um and while you know I have those interactions sometimes I'm also having interactions with friends where you know I told a group of my friends about being on the pod and one of them listened to it and you know it was like wow that was so amazing to hear and she opened up to me about like her mother's like experience of like alcoholism and how it's like affected her and so it's this like weird dichotomy of like feeling like I'm you know, pulling away from certain people that I used to feel really close to, but I'm also now finding this closeness in a more like real, profound, like way that makes me so hopeful for what my future can hold and, you know, the depth and the strength of the connections that I can really make now uh, with the people who, you know, get it and who are doing the work and who know, you know, it's worth it to feel, you know, the awful feelings, because once you get through that, you find the next level of healing. Um, And so I'm thankful to all of you, because you're all those people that I feel more connected to, and, you know, understood by, and I just appreciate you all. So thanks.